We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. back boys and girls to one more episode of no other pod i don't know why i said one more there's gonna be many more but we'll roll with it i am uh i'm jimmy mac we're off to a great start aren't we dan good job buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a little rattled after we had a little bit of or i had a little bit of technical difficulties after we recorded last week long story short Basically thought we spent an hour recording, and then I thought I erased everything that I recorded on my end. So Dude. I was like, well, cool. We could have Dan talking to nobody for an hour, and uh, none of it would make sense. That but, was terrifying to wake up to, you know. I, I, I'd already fallen asleep, and I woke up to this text conversation you were having with yourself. Or, or text meltdown, I should say. Yeah, yeah. It was it – was, I mean, I stayed up probably an hour and a half. I was oh, super no. tired. I was trying to figure out how the heck am I going to get back an audio file that disappeared off my computer. I still don't know how I did it. Don't think I could do it again if enough my life depended on it. But it's always somehow, in the cloud, man. It's in the cloud. It, it was somewhere. It was in files in my computer I didn't know existed. Oh, Pretty sure I went gosh. into the Matrix for a little bit. And then I came back, and long story short, we got it, and we're good. So And we're back to do it and all again. This is really episode 11. I said last week it was episode 11, and then Dan corrected me. But you this did. is episode 11. We're rolling. So. And, uh, you know, I want to get started here by first saying we got another uh, rating on iTunes. Woo! And uh, you don't know if I'm serious or I'm lying to you right now, because last week I lied to you. <laughs> yeah, I would hope you wouldn't do that to me twice in a row. No, I wouldn't, dude. We did. We got another five-star rating. Uh, this man or woman did not leave a, a comment, but they were kind enough to go to their podcast app, go to our show page, and scroll down and hit the five stars. So must be doing something right. Maybe we're uh, uh, giving some fun insight from a fan's point of view, or maybe we're funny or good-looking, probably that last one. But uh, yeah. yeah, we appreciate you, you whoever you are. <laughs> feel free to come forward and let us know if that was you we we would love to we thank you for the review or the rating i guess we do we do we're always looking for more ratings and reviews hit us up on uh, the google play store the itunes uh, podcast store wherever you listen to us uh, get us some more ratings some more reviews let us know what what you want to hear more of um but we are going to jump right into this week with a little bit of uh happy news tim Melia and ike Apara named to the 2017 MLS Best 
11. Woo! And deservedly so. Absolutely. I mean, well, they were, you know, they won the best at their position, right? So, I mean, who right. else would they have popped in there on best 11? That would have been really weird. Stephen Fry in the best 11. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, look, we've we've harped on this all all. 11 episodes now. Tim Mealy's had a hell of a season by far. I mean, that man's going to get paid after next year. And so was Ike. I mean, those two had unreal seasons. And there was there was absolutely no way that they weren't going to make it into the best 11, especially after winning Keeper of the Year, Defender of the Year. Kind of feels like a shoe-in. So um, my, my thing with the best 11, and I've seen a lot of people say this, is, I mean, have you ever seen a team run a, a 3-3-4 formation? Because that's what we're looking at here. <laughs> um. Yeah, not if they don't want any kind of defense at all. Um, three-man backline's a little different. <laughs> yeah, we got a, a backline looking at uh, Ikepara, Kendall Waston, um, I guess Justin Morrow, and then uh, midfield of uh, Almiron, Valeri, and Vasquez, and then we got uh, David Villagiovinco, Josef Martinez, and Nemanja Nikolic up top. So I don't know who's uh, who's playing the main striker. I don't know who's scoring all the goals. Um Little, little, little strange. Good thing this team doesn't actually have to play anyone. Splinter's not a fan of the three-three-four. No, he doesn't like hates it. Hates all those names uh, as striker. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Sporting KC might have someone in the best eleven at striker next year. Uh, we can maybe, maybe talk about some wishful thinking a little bit later. Um, of course, also the other MLS news this week was uh, Diego Valeri won uh, league MVP, which I think you know. That, I'm, I'm okay with that. He, had, I mean, Timbers didn't make it past the Dynamo, but, I mean, Valeri had a hell of a season, don't you think? Oh, yeah, and he beasted it in the last half. I mean, he really had to had to step up, and, and he was the guy on that team, you know? You did not want the ball at his feet if you were on the opposite team. No, not at all. And, and it, you know, he, he's a really interesting uh, sort of player to watch from, from sort of a, a salary standpoint and a, and a transfer fee standpoint when they paid it back in 2013 when they got him he wasn't this like 12 million dollar signing making eight million dollars a year that you see a lot i mean he's a he, he was an expensive player especially for the time i guess but but he's he's got a reasonable salary like i saw some numbers on twitter i don't know if they're totally accurate or not because mls is a little not still not quite as transparent with these things as he'd like sometimes but his salary is something around six hundred thousand dollars a year and, and I mean, he's one, he, by far one of the best players in MLS. So Timbers found a, uh, a diamond in the rough wherever they got Valeri. Oh, absolutely. And he's just like, he's just like the coolest dude too. I mean, I remember seeing him at the all-star game and he just, I don't know. I just feel like he's, he's a nice guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Willing to talk to fans. I see him taking pictures with people all the time. Yeah. Not, not a Timbers fan at all, but you, you, you gotta, you gotta like a guy like Valeri. who's just a, a good guy, great player. Uh, really good representative of the league, so I'm I'm happy he won uh, MVP. Um, I'm just happy it didn't go like there were some Atlanta fans who wanted it to go to Miguel Almiron, and look, he was good, but like let's pipe down. You've you've played for one season. We don't need to be giving you everything in the first season. So, dude, I, Joseph <laughs> Martinez even got a vote, and I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know. Michael Bradley got like w- probably one media vote. So right, absolutely. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on there, but um. <laughs> Anyway, going on to uh, to some some Sporting KC news now. Um, so we talked a couple weeks ago about roster cuts and whose contract options were picked up and whose weren't. 
and and there there were a couple of names I guess we were both a little surprised by. One was Tyler Pasher, which that seems to be have been a, a pretty straightforward situation. Nothing nothing mm-hmm. crazy there. Uh, but Kevin Oliveira was the other one that that a lot of people kind of looked at and they're like, oh, that's that's a little surprising. He's he's a weird. He's really young. Um, he he just signed his first team contract. Didn't get a ton of minutes, but but a lot of people looked at him as someone who could potentially develop into. Uh, number number ten of the future maybe and and then he got cut and and people were like huh oh, that's that's a little strange but whatever we'll you know trust uh, Peter Vermees and his staff well then uh, today or I guess late yesterday uh, his agent I guess went on Facebook and kind of wrote this crazy story basically saying Sporting KC swindled Kevin Oliveira and and kind of kind of calling out. Sporting KC for what he claims are some shady business practices, and I'll, Blue Testament uh, wrote about this, and I'll just kind of go through this real quick, so so people have a little bit of an idea of what he's saying, and then I want to get your your thoughts. Um, but but basically, he wrote this note saying that Oliveira, his client, reached out to him just two days before the roster freeze, and was like, Sporting KC wants to sign me, which obviously, as any young player, you're like, great, this is awesome. Long story short, he says he went back and forth with Sporting KC about terms, and they and they never came to an agreement. And he he was under the impression and that he was just going to stay under contract with with Swope Park. Well, next thing the agent knows, uh, Kevin Oliveira signed a contract, contract sent to the league office, and the league actually said, well, we can't actually officially approve this contract yet because there's no agent or lawyer signature on it, which I guess. I learned you have to have on there with the contract, um, but but they said we'll give you a waiver. You guys, he can still play. You just got to figure it out by the end of the season. Well, then I guess Sporting KC just either didn't like what they saw from Oliveira or didn't think he was worth the hassle and just cut him. But this guy basically says that Sporting KC went behind his back, got a player who English isn't his first language to sign a contract that they added things into, um, and and that. Now his and he and that they tricked him essentially into terminating his his contract that he was locked into for a few more years with Swope Park into an insecure contract with Sporting KC that they now just terminated. So, I mean, what this is a weird story, dude. What do you make of it, dude? It's so weird, and and this is the first time hearing about it. Uh, you told me earlier today about it, and I, uh, you know, after reading, I was just like, holy cow, what what. I'm kind of at a loss for words. Like when I knew Kevin Oliveira was leaving, I was like, oh, maybe it's some, you know, maybe he has some uh, personal uh, things going on. Maybe he's got to go back home or something. But no, this sounds like maybe it was a shady situation. Uh, I I sure hope Sporting didn't do anything wrong. But you know, how do you how do you prove that? I mean, that that will never become public. You know. Right, yeah, it's it's a very like everything about this is strange. Like he he wrote essentially this like big long article on Facebook, um, and and you know I read the Blue Testament article at first, and I was like, oh, you know this doesn't sound good for Sporting KC. Um, it kind of puts them in a bad light, and they they even mentioned like, is this gonna is this going to mess with Sporting KC's reputation with with players as they recruit them from overseas? And you know, will other agents look at this and be like, "Wow, I don't know if I want you to go to a club that that pulls some some shady tactics like that." Um, and then I went and I read his actual note on Facebook or story or whatever you want to call it, 
And and I have to say, after you know, I don't know anything other than the article I read on Blue Testament and and this this story he wrote on his Facebook page, the agent. Uh, but I do have to say, after reading his story on Facebook, the dude sounds a little bit off his rocker because he he starts going off on all sorts of weird tangents and he goes after Carrie Zabagnin, and then he starts going after Peter Vimy's coaching uh, tactics and the playoffs. And oh, dude, hold up, he went after Brian Bliss. Did you read that part? Yeah, yeah. What did he say? Oh, he gosh, said, that... or somebody said that Brian Bliss just travels to these great locations and eats at wonderful restaurants. Right. Like <laughs> it's it's things like that that I'm like, what is what, the... what is going on here? Like this this is a very strange. It strange, sounds petty. Right. It's exactly. It sounds petty. It sounds like he's mad that his player got cut. And yeah, he 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 you know says Vermees, the Almighty God who runs the show at at Kansas City and. And nobody ever questions him, and he goes after uh, Sporting KC for their signing of, of Gerso, and, and basically questions that. And then he says that PV got outcoached by Wilmer Cabrera, and in the playoff, like it's it's all very strange. Um, but but it, it, I think ultimately it it kind of sounds like he's just a little salty that his dude got cut, and and he's trying to figure out how to save face. Um, I don't know. Right, but if this becomes like if this comes to light, then yeah, this absolutely hurts recruiting chances. I mean, say you go and get somebody and they're like, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to come down there. I I heard the way you treat your your foreign players that don't speak English all that well." Yeah. I mean, that's certainly the risk, especially since uh Sporting KC hasn't tended to, to they, they don't go to other MLS teams looking for talent generally they and they don't they haven't really signed they signed Justin Mapp as a free agent but they don't really look for that type of player they they recruit younger players from South America from Europe that's the uh you know they're, they're stretching their their scouting arms into Africa a little bit now um so yeah I mean that's certainly the risk and Sporting KC's I guess denied comment um it, it's it's essentially just all um what what this agent's saying and uh you know the the blue testament i mean they did a good job they're like hey we don't doubt that he believes this is what happened but you know from from sporting kansas city's view it may have just simply been in a rush to try to get Oliveira to sign a contract before the deadline and and it and it just ended with you know hey we like this guy but this has turned into such a big thing we just don't think it's worth the hassle um I'd like to think that's what it is. I don't know. I, I, I don't see Sporting KC probably commenting on this because they don't want to make this a bigger story than it is. But you're you're totally right. If this if this becomes a bigger thing, it may not be great for recruiting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on it and see if anything uh, gets updated. But I really wouldn't expect that. You know, I would expect this to just fizzle out. You know, they cut their losses and and you know they don't they don't comment on players that aren't under contract. So there you go. Right, exactly. So, you know, if you see anything out uh, about it on, on social media or anything, hey, you know, tweet at us. Let us know if this starts becoming a bigger thing. But we'll we'll just assume for now that it's a weird situation with a player who m- may have been good at one point, but um, you know, just didn't work out. Um, in other roster news, though, Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star published a very interesting story today. Uh, he writes, Sporting KC is prepared to spend big money this offseason. Uh, some quotes in, from it. One player agent said, 
they're active in the marketplace they haven't necessarily been active in over the past two, three, or even four years. They're looking to make a splash or maybe two or three splashes. Ooh, uh, splashes. Splashes. Um, you know, if I see that as a Sporting KC fan, I'm getting a little excited because, you know, Sporting KC's MO hasn't really been spending big money, but you and I talked about the league's kind of changing. It's kind of going that way where players are becoming a bit more expensive. Now all of a sudden there's a credible report that they may go out and spend money on up to three designated players in the off season. Like that, I mean, that's got to get people excited, huh? I read that, but before you get too excited and, and need a change of pants or something, the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) gross, uh, there, let's look at it from the other side. I mean, you know, there's people out there, uh, me personally, I'm a little jazzed about it. I'm a little jacked up. I got some feelings on it, but from the other side, People have heard this before, and you just got to reassure them that uh, I, I just hope the team puts their money where their mouth is, and they actually are going to make these splashes and, and a big cannonball, if you will, you know. Um, and they have the money to do so from the Dwyer trade, and and that trade broke records. So, mm-hmm. like yeah, like we said, times are changing, and they're talking about buying down are three designated player salaries. You're talking Espinoza, Zussi, and Gerso. You could potentially go out and sign three guys and have them be three designated players that we've never even heard of. Right, and that and that's that's something that's really interesting, how Sporting KC has done business up to now, that they're actually able to do that. Because like, if you got a guy like, I don't know, Giovinco, I don't know why you'd want to buy down his salary, but we'll just use it for the sake of <laughs> argument. You can't you can't really use Tam or Gam to, to buy down a what like a seven million dollar salary. But all of Sporting KC's DPs make less than a million dollars. So you can take that money from the Dom trade, buy them out of their DP contracts, and, and the article says that you know that, that one point six million um, is kind of just the start of what this might turn into and that the owners have, have said, Hey, you know, we're, we're willing to give you two to $4 million in a transfer fee for, for up to three players. Like that's crazy. And, and, and just like you said, I mean, there's some people who they were tweeting back at Sam McDowell, like Sam, we've heard this before. Um, and nothing ever happens. Uh, and, and it made me think of a couple of years ago, there were these rumors of Raphael Vandervart, a, a a midfielder coming to, to Sporting KC ahead of the 2015 season. Rumors about they are offering him five million dollars a year in a contract. Um, the Dear thing God. that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and he was 32, about to be 33 at the time, which I don't want to pay anyone really five million dollars a year right now, but especially a 33 year old midfielder. Um, yeah. But what uh what what's interesting about this story that came out today versus the Vandervaart story, and the reason why I think it feels different is that in the Vandervaart story from a couple years ago, Sporting KC immediately came out and they're like, no, like, you know, the reports about this $5 million contract, that's not true. Rob Einemann, uh described that report as inaccurate. Uh, no one from Sporting KC says that about this report and actually there's quotes from here from peter vermees in the story saying things like you know the timing has put us in a good spot regarding new acquisitions uh rob heineman tweeted about needing a new number nine number ten so i don't know this feels different to me i don't know what about you it's completely different um it's gonna 
something's going to happen. And they did mention, I got a little sad when they mentioned it'll either happen in the winter or the summer transfer window. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 don't. Don't do that summer transfer. Let's 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 get on that now. Huh? Let's. How about it? Yeah, I, I I think you know they need to get at least two big signings this off season for sure. That'd be um, cool. They need at least a, a, a number nine, like a true number nine, uh, a striker who can who can really score a bunch of goals. And then I think they probably need to get that that center attacking midfielder that that Rob was talking about. I know we all love Benny. Um, there's just a very real possibility that that he this might be his last season in Kansas City, and he's getting a little older. So um, it it would be nice to have a younger attacking midfielder um, with a lot of potential come in and and be able to sort of supplement the the attacking uh, position in the midfield. Um, and then hey, if you get two, and then you you start off pretty well, and then you can bring in a third splash DP signing in the summer to, to bring in a fresh set of legs, bolster your team. I mean, that's what Seattle did last year with uh, Nicholas Ladero. They got him in the summer. He, they, he turned their whole season around. They went on to win MLS Cup. So That's true. Yeah, he, he beasted it over there. Um, if we had a guy like that, I mean, the, the good things would, would definitely happen. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. This, this, this is really an exciting article to me. Um, you know, they – we mentioned Brian Bliss and what that agent said. He just goes around and, and eats at restaurants. But, <laughs> you know, what Vermees says he does in here is crazy. He basically says, hey, I tell Brian what positions I want, and then he has to go find 100 players for each position. And then from that 100, and like I'm like, that's insane. And then yeah. from that 100, he has to start doing intense scouting and whittle that 100 down to five, and then he takes those fives those five uh, players and gives that list to Peter. And then Peter's like, okay, let me go look at them and let me see who I want. So, um, that is bananas. Yeah. Like, does the dude have a family? Cause that sounds like a lot of traveling. Yeah. I, I don't know. How, I don't know if he has a family or not. If he does, I mean, there's no way they ever see him. I'm sure. Cause, cause Holy this is, crap. that's crazy. I don't like, I might be able to find a hundred players if I like fire up FIFA and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> Show, show me some and YouTube uh, and yeah. Show me midfielders in uh, in South America from this age to this age that that have a pace of 85 or above, and, and then I can do it. But uh, hopefully Brian has a, a bit more advanced way of doing it than through FIFA. I would <laughs> imagine so. Yeah, yeah. No, but this, I I'm I'm excited and I'd like to hear what fans think. You know, if you guys have thoughts, tweet at us at jcmax03 at Dan Kuzer, at No Other Pod. Um, let us know how does this make you feel as fans. Um, this this to me feels like it's an exciting, you know, shift or evolution, I guess I should say, of, of sporting KC's well, strategy. I mean, a lot of pessimism out there. Like there are a lot of people saying, "Oh well, we we're supposedly spending money last year and the year before that." And I think it's time to be a little optimistic. You know, kind of let let your guard down and, and see what happens for once. And if we go into preseason down in Arizona and nothing's happened, then maybe we can get a little pissed off. Yeah, I totally agree. And and to be fair to to the team and the front office, you know, Sporting KC's kind of been bit by the injury bug each of the last few years before this season. Not quite as much this season, but but the years yeah, this prior. Was a good season. Um, and and so there always was kind of that, you know, what if like 
we think we have a good squad. We, we won Open Cup. We're only a couple years removed from MLS Cup. We still got that core together, but we just got bit by the injury bug in August. So oh, we got that lull. Um, but we don't need to do anything crazy. So we're not going to go out and spend $10 million because we still think we got a team. You know, Then we got through this season, and we didn't really have injuries most of the year. And they did well, but it's clear that it just wasn't quite enough. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, Peter said we don't have the goal scorer on the team. He's never said that before. Rob immediately said we need a 9, we need a 10. He's never really said that before. So I like to be an optimist. I might be setting myself up from disappointment. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, but, hey, if anything comes of this, we'll uh, we'll certainly let you guys know. Absolutely. Uh, but if they do sign a number 9... That, that makes it a little bit more interesting, this whole Diego Rubio situation. Um, yeah, yeah. We touched on that last week a little bit about the uh, Club America. Yeah, we did. And, and you know, to, to recap real quick, a uh, uh, Univision soccer analyst who also happens to be, I guess, Diego Rubio's godfather, um, reported that Club America was, was, was interested in acquiring Diego Rubio. There was no sort of cost or anything associated with it. Just, hey, threw it out there. Uh, well, we got this uh, uh, a message in the week from one of our listeners, uh, Eric Martinez. Shout out to Eric. Um, and and he was talking about, hey, Clue America, uh, he, uh, they lost 4-0 over a two-leg aggregate series. Um, mm-hmm. and, and basically I was like, hey, they're having some problems scoring goals. So what you know maybe maybe there is some some legs to this. Um, you know, other clubs may have heard this rumor too. Now he says so. You know maybe Diego's value is starting to go up. He had a decent second half when he started, and kind of says, hey, maybe Miguel Herrera, who's who's the coach of of Club America, might give PV a call. They had a disappointing loss. They got to do something. So I don't know. What do you think, dude? I. <sighs> I don't know, and I don't know enough about Le- uh, about Liga MX to, to to say much about the team either. Like, it's not it's, it's Liga MX, right? MX. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, I, I took we French in uh, high school, so. See, I, I did take Spanish and even did it in college, but I I did not know what that meant. But uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it's Liga MX, and I don't know. By the way, if anyone out there watches Liga MX and they they want to. Uh, give us some lowdown on the teams. I mean, I'd love to, I don't know, I'd love to make my wife hate me because I watch more soccer. You know what I mean? Yeah, tell me uh, who to root for. Absolutely. I don't know who to root for, and, and where do I watch these games? I don't even know what channel they're on. Be <laughs> in sports? Probably be in sports. I don't know. Probably. But uh, it, it makes, what the hell was the question, Jimmy? <laughs> well, I was just, do you, what do you think? I mean, do you think that PV would be willing to sell Diego? Do you, do you think, you know, that there might be some some legitimacy to this, or is this just crazy talk? Well, I think the, I think he would keep him as a backup, right? But I mean, Diego's still under contract, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, Diego's pretty good backup, pretty good burst of steam to come on, you know. Unless that number nine that we're supposedly going to sign is in the summer transfer window, you know, give Diego a little break. You yeah. know, after we get a little, well, we all they get a break for the World Cup, anyways, right? Uh, I think so, but I think it's hey, built into the schedule. MLS is crazy with their scheduling, so I I never really know year to year. Yeah, go Iceland. <laughs> go Iceland. That's right. <laughs> Gilfie, and Everton. Dude, I, ha- 
I helped a guy at work the other day from Iceland, by the way. We we talked about soccer for like 30 minutes. It was crazy. They have crazy soccer fans. I love their their Icelandic like Viking clap that they do. Oh my god! It's oh yeah, so cool. I'm I'm all he in on so Iceland cool. in the World Cup. He, he was pretty sad about the U.S. not getting by either. Yeah. <clears throat> they're 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 nice to. I, I actually went to Iceland a couple years ago and it was amazing and they were super friendly and they all spoke English. It was really easy to get around, but they were all really cool people. So it doesn't surprise me. They're nice. They're they're a nice group of people. We'll have to get some jerseys and uh, uh, root them on. That's right. I need a scarf. Yes. So <laughs> um, uh, back to Diego. <clears throat> yeah. I I mean I I agree with you. Um, I don't necessarily think Peter Vermees is like shopping. Diego Rubio, especially so, since he showed in the second half of the season that he can score goals at, at a, a fairly good clip. Um, and I, I think it would benefit the team to have someone like him come off the bench who they know can can be a, an attacking substitution, even if he's not the main guy. Having said that, if the Dom trade showed us anything, it's that there's a price for everybody. Um, and that if Peter Vermees gets a good deal, he's not going to say no. So, hey, if uh, if uh, Club America wants him, and they start uh, flashing some cash. You never know. Um, might give Sporting KC a little bit more money to play with this offseason if something does happen. But True. Nothing official yet, um, but we'll see. Eric Martinez thinks that the result of that game is a positive for, for Sporting KC. So does Splinter. So. Yep, yep, he's, he's pumped. <laughs> he's kind of, kind of pissing me off a little bit. That's uh, okay. <laughs> um so yeah we'll 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 update you guys if anything more happens there um the other kind of big sporting case he swole pr swole pr swole park news is that uh you're not wrong no um paul nagamura officially named head coach of swole park rangers and i i mean i'm thrilled for the dude oh yeah and we talked about it you know we knew that was going to happen we heard about it and uh That'll be cool. That'll be a lot of fun for him. Yeah, he's the third coach in three years, so my guess is he's probably not going anywhere after this season. This seems like this is kind of an investment in Paolo almost as much as it is an investment in the Rangers. Um, it's his first major coaching job, first head coaching job. He was an assistant this last year, so uh, I, I don't I don't see Paolo probably in just one season as a coach turning into a hot coaching prospect that's going to go somewhere else. He's got a family and kids in Kansas City, so this seems like a good move to, to bring some stability to Swope Park, bring someone who knows the, the, the sporting Kansas City system, and, and really help those guys. So I think it'll. Do you, I th- do you think he's it. making more money as a coach than he was as a player? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, um, they don't talk. They don't talk about coaches' salaries, you know. No, I yeah, that's like, like I honestly have no idea how much Peter Vermees makes. Like literally, mm-hmm. no idea. Um, Dude, he's got to be way overpaid. <laughs> I would think. I would think it's probably a lot. But like, do you think he makes more than Roger? Roger made like almost nine hundred thousand this year. Do you think he's up that high? Oh, Peter definitely has to make a million, right? At least. I mean, I if if I had to guess, I, I guess I'd say yeah. But like, I mean, that's a good point. I don't I don't actually know how much any MLS coach makes. Um, yeah. I mean, they I make sure the players' salaries are released, which I'm like. Okay, tell us what those coaches make. I mean, they're under contract too. Yeah, and and you know, Peter's the longest tenured coach in MLS now, and, and he's always brought up with the U.S. national team uh, coaching vacancy. Um, 
I'm sure Sporting Casey's done right by Peter Vermees. <laughs> I don't I don't think we Absolutely. have to to worry about um, Peter begging for money on a street corner anytime well, let's soon. Let's shoot him. Let's shoot him an email. Surely, surely he'll respond and just let us. Hey, hey, dog, how much you make? <laughs> Yo, Peter, Petey. He'll, he'll respond. Yeah, yeah. Well, if uh, if anyone happens to know, I guess Peter, if you're listening, yeah. let us know. Dude, he would he'd spam us in a heartbeat. Like, the <laughs> hell. Yeah, I don't I don't think Peter's telling it. Peter gets mad. I'm I'm scared to ask Peter a question about the game, let alone Peter. How much do you make? Um, oh, dude, you won't be allowed. <laughs> you won't be allowed into the next game. You'll be blacklisted. I would be. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna plant I'm gonna pay someone and plant them to ask that question so they're kicked out. But then we'll yeah there really. you go if you're listening sporting not really um <laughs> i don't think we'll ever know how much peter makes but i'm sure he's not hurting for money um uh, so anyway yeah good good for paolo we're we don't we're not going to talk about it too much because we've already hit on that but we're happy for him glad to see that it's another sporting kc guy who, who's got the job so um Hopefully, you know, it didn't work out with Jimmy Nielsen, but hopefully he goes on to get a good job too because we'd like to see him go on and continue to succeed as a coach as well. So, Oh, for sure. Um, so we've covered pretty much all the Sporting KCSPR stuff that I can think of right now. The biggest thing left, one game left in the MLS season, MLS postseason, and that's the MLS Cup final. We finally made it. We've made it. It seems like it took for freaking ever. Dude, to does, get here, <laughs> but Saturday, December 9th, Toronto FC hosts the Seattle Sounders in a rematch of last year's Cup, and I hate everything. And and they did it at 3 p.m. on on Saturday, oh, and I'm just God. like, what? That's not it's, even prime time, dude. No, I'm gonna get to watch like the first half of it, and then I go run a 5k. You gotta run a 5k in the afternoon. Yeah, it's like a special like Christmas light 5k, so there's gonna be lights around and. What? supposed to be all festive yeah i'm gonna since be freezing when do you run what is that about since i downloaded the couch to 5k app about a month ago <laughs> oh shoot you, you got getting serious yeah i ran 28 minutes today without stopping dude so, it's not fun i don't know why not. you're doing it I well my fiance does it so okay there yeah. you go she roped me into it i i just play soccer <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a that's more fun I guess so. it's fine, but well, good luck to you, man. That'll be fun, but uh, it sucks you won't get to you know catch the whole game. I'm sure. I don't know this one. This one could be a little more exciting than than last year, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a lot made about Seattle one with no shots on goal last year, and we all know it, it ended up going to to penalties, and uh, Seattle ended up pulling it out, and it was in Toronto last year too, wasn't it? I think so. Sure was. This is this is pretty much an, an identical, identical duplicate of last year, um, except Dude, for the fact... It's redemption time for Toronto. Yeah, yeah, man, Toronto is is the heavy betting favorite. Like, I saw that, like, I don't know how many bettors there are out there or not or what people know about it, but the, the money line for Seattle was plus 310, which basically means you bet 100 bucks, you can win 310 if Seattle wins, which I was like, hmm. Oh, is that what that means? That's, yeah. It's like, that's tempting. But I never knew that. I don't bet on sports because I would just lose all my money. Um, Dude, you'd win $310 if you bet 100 Yeah, and and for Toronto, I forget what, it, it was like minus 150 or something like that, which means you'd have to bet 150 bucks to win 100 So, like, it's, oh, it's crazy, you. yeah. Um, but Toronto, all, all it is to say, Toronto is the heavy, heavy favorite, which that's a little different than last year because um, 
Seattle came in so hot last year, and even though Toronto hosted it, um, you know, Seattle is kind of the trendy pick. And and this year, it seems like, man, just about everybody's like, Toronto's going to smash them. And I'm, I don't know. What, I mean, what do you I, think? I don't know either, um, because, I mean, Toronto kind of, they kind of had a slow playoffs. Um, they aren't crushing people like they were in the in this in the regular season. Right. So, and the Seattle team, the Seattle team's kind of weird. Um, you know, Jordan Morris hasn't been healthy all year, which is interesting because Jordan Morris is up for U.S. soccer, U.S. male soccer athlete of the year. Yeah. Did you know that? I, and he was in like the. 24 under 24, which I'm like, I don't know what, I mean, if, if it's off potential, I guess, sure, but he oh, hasn't dude. People played. are real boned up for Jordan Morris. Yeah. I, yes, I just said boned up. They are just, <laughs> they are hard for Morris, man. It's weird. Yeah. And, yo, he's, he's not healthy? Well, by all means, let's put him up for U.S. Male, male Soccer Player of the Year. That's nuts. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, but, man, you're absolutely right. The I mean, these two teams are in like totally different forms almost coming in. Toronto mm-hmm. barely beat Columbus on a 1-0 aggregate score over two legs. Seattle beat Houston 5-0 and they were just on fire. <laughs> yeah, they did. And I I mean I was totally wrong about that second leg. I was like Seattle's up 2-0. They're just going to go into CenturyLink and they're going to be nice and happy to to sit back and take their 2-0 lead and if they get a goal off the counter it'll be great, but that no. Like, they started off fast, and they're like, we're going to score three more, and we're going to win 5-0 because we can. And Clint Dude. Dempsey is, like, ah. a man on a redemption tour. And and honestly, I think he might be the reason that Seattle wins this because he couldn't play last year. And and if it, were, if it were me, like, look, he, he obviously had a big impact on the team, even though he couldn't play in, in a lot of last season because of his heart condition. Mm-hmm. But knowing the competitor that that Dempsey is, like you'd be happy you had that ring. But but I don't know. Wouldn't wouldn't you feel like you almost didn't quite earn it because you weren't on the field when it happened? Uh, he didn't feel like that at all because he was like, Portland can't say shit. <laughs> he did say that. That's true. I forgot about that. But I was like, what? What? You didn't play, dude. You you have no heart. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean oh that's God. true. If it were me, I'd be like, this is awesome. I'm so happy to do it. But, like, it doesn't quite feel the same as if I were, like, a player on the field and I scored yeah. a goal or I made a, a key interception or a stop. So, I don't know. I think I think if they win, it'll this one will feel a little bit more special to him. But I, I think that, you know, he, he's been on tear. Um, he, he's he's an older guy, but, but he's in great form. Yes, Toronto has Giovinco and they have Josie Altidore and they have Victor Vasquez and, and you know, they Dude, won. I like Josie a lot, a lot. You do? He, I mean, yeah, I feel like we'd be like really good friends in real life. Like, <laughs> no, there's something about him. Like maybe he'd spot me on bench yeah, press. I was gonna you know? say you go work out together. And then he'd bench press way more than me. Yeah, he'd <laughs> put up a you know three hundo and then. Dude's a beast. Yeah. Then he'd fall down after. But he's Sasha he's cool too, to man. Him. He's just a cool dude. Yeah, no, a lot of people really, really like Josie, and he, I mean, hey, credit to Josie, he had a really good goal him. after uh, after twe- uh, tweaking his ankle. Um, I honestly didn't know if he was going to be able to keep going. It seemed like he was going to have to take himself out of that second leg, and then he came back in, and, and eight minutes later had a hell of a goal to uh, that ended up being the go-ahead goal that sent Toronto off to the final. Um, yeah. I saw 
one Toronto beat writer call it the gutsiest moment in MLS history. I don't know about oh. that, but <laughs> put a put a pin in that, will you? Yeah, but um, but no, he he he's the reason that they were going through. Um, so I mean, anytime you got Josie, Javinko, Michael Bradley, these, I mean, you're, you're gonna and, and you're at home, and how good Toronto's been at home. Um, doesn't surprise me they're the favorites. I just I don't want to write out write off Seattle as quickly as a lot of people are. Yeah, so. don't write them off at all. I mean, but if you're Oh my God! If you're Toronto, you can't lose at home. You cannot lose for a second year in a row because that is just gonna crush these fans. You know what I mean? Oh, it'd be heartbreaking. I got. I have a friend who who lives in Toronto. He's gonna be at the game, and he was like oh, at a man. loss for words and speechless after what happened last year. I mean, part of him he was like, "Man, I'm just so happy that we got there because Toronto had been so bad for so long." But you know, anytime it goes to to penalties and you lose, it's so heartbreaking because you were so close. But oh, the, it's the worst. Get, getting back to MLS Cup will not feel like a success to this team, especially after setting the record for most points earned in the season. They won their little weird Canadian championship or whatever, so they can pretend like they're going for a treble. Um, yeah, and you know what? That's <laughs> not fair either, though, because it's like they they, ha- they have nothing else. Like, they have to compete in that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. It, it is, yeah, it is what it is. So, MLS is pumping it up as a treble. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's nothing else they can call it, I, I, I guess, or they could just ignore it. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, these fans will be pissed and heartbroken if they lose again. And I honestly don't know who I want to win because I don't want, like, all of this Toronto's the first MLS team to win the treble talk because it's, it feels like it's not quite a treble, really. And I also don't want seattle fans to be able to be like we've won back-to-back championships and we're the best team to ever play soccer and we're mls 4.0 or whatever they're gonna call it stop it they already think that though i know so like it's not a change of anything that's just what they do (laughs) yeah it's just i i don't know Uh, i think i i gotta go for seattle man i'm gonna be watching with my buddy who who was born and raised in toronto and he's He's probably going to be decked out in Toronto stuff, and I'm uh, over here on eBay trying to find a cheap Sounders jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's going to be a fun game to watch. Man, you'll have, I, watching it with a person from Toronto, that'll be interesting. You'll have to let yeah, us know how that hardcore. goes. Yeah, absolutely. He, I, he asked me if I wanted to watch it, and I was like, ah, I'm pretty neutral here, but I don't want you guys to win. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is one of those games that, like, I'm honestly not sure who I want to win, so I'll probably just kind of have to start watching it and see which way, like, I naturally lean, which happens sometimes. Like, I'll, I'll just find myself happier when one team does something well over the other. So, I don't know. We'll, well see. Well, you have, you have unlimited data, right? You can just stream it while you're running your 5K? That's right, yeah. I'll just <laughs> I'll just have it going. Um, and, and I'll screw the Christmas lights. Yeah. I'm going to get like a weird little hat contraption. So my phone just like dangles in front of me as I'm running. Oh um, my God. Like a hamster <laughs> chasing a, yeah, chasing exactly. a piece of cheese. Exactly. And I'll probably just run into like 37 people cause I'll be watching the game. Um, you'll be dead last in the race cause you're just watching <laughs> yeah. the damn game. Just keep running into a wall. Um, <laughs> no, I'll record it and I'll watch it after. Um, I'll try to avoid spoilers. Maybe, I guess, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you have a prediction for this one? How do you think it's going to go? Dude, I'm so nervous about it now that I think of it. Like, I don't know if they're going to come out and push so hard right out the gates. I could I could easily see this going to PKs at 1-1. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And maybe those goals get scored in, in extra time. So, oh, my God, if you're Toronto, you don't want to go to PKs at all. Not no. with Stephen Fry back there. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. You don't want you don't want to do that again. Um, well, I won't make you choose a team to win in PKs because that's just a crapshoot. So. No, that's rough. Yeah. But I, 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 my heart wants to say Toronto's going to win because they've had – the strongest season and it's just been their it's been the dream of dream seasons you know what i mean yeah um i think this one's gonna be close i think you know at first i was like toronto's gonna come out fast and they're gonna want to get an early lead and get the crowd into it um but you saw how how well seattle played last week especially when houston kind of had to come out fast and and seattle's Mm -hmm. really good at, at, at catching teams um on the counter and and if will bruin starts doing like back heel passes like he did last week like you you can't get caught uh without numbers in the back if you're toronto so i i think this one might start a little slower than i initially thought both teams kind of sizing each other up i think it'll probably end 2-1 and i think the winner's gonna be a late winner like 80th minute or later i don't know why i'm feeling like it's gonna be seattle like dempsey's gonna do it and he's gonna Dude. have this like amazing like fairy tale pass from you know Victor Rodriguez or Will Bruin. He's gonna whip it in, and, and Dempsey's gonna be like diving for it off his head to the opposite corner, and then it's gonna be the game, and he'll ride off into the sunset. So <laughs> I don't know. Dude, watch it be a goal fest, and it's just like three two at halftime. Yeah, as, I mean, hey, I'll take that too, as long as it's not another zero shot on goal thing because it's been weird like yeah the sounders won the cup but like i've seen a lot of toronto fans like talking crap to seattle fans like well you didn't get a shot on goal last year and i'm like well you didn't get an mls cup yeah exactly like what do you i don't know Um, it's hard it's tough to win it that way and they gotta make this more exciting not only for the viewers at home but for the people standing out there in 30 degree weather just freezing their buns off you know yeah, it's going to be cold. So not as cold as Kansas City was in December True. of 2013, but True. it'll still be cold. Um, well, yeah. Not okay. as cold as it was here today, I tell you that. It was, yeah. Dude, uh, you guys got like 50-degree weather today, don't you? It, yeah, I guess, yeah, it got up to 50 oh, in Kansas Lord. City a bit. When I was running, it was like 38, so it was a little colder. What well, was in Chicago? What is going on? This running thing. You're like a whole new person. <laughs> Man, you saw me in the summer. I got fat. I mean, well, I mean, you know, we, we like to enjoy some foods and choice beverages and whatnot, but yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to shed a few, so we'll see. I don't know. Once I get must past have, this 5K. Must have a wedding coming up, huh? Yeah, we're, we're working on that. <laughs> so um, She's like, you got to lose a little weight before I'll marry you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she's, uh, it, it's me pushing for the hat, I'll tell you that. Um, once once the pants start getting a little tight i'm like i really don't want to spend money on a whole new wardrobe hey there you go (laughs) um okay so you you said toronto and i said seattle is that where we landed it yeah i think so i i'll tell you i want seattle to win but i think toronto's gonna do it and i like to say i like to cheer for the west you know and say west is best because sporting's in the west and makes sporting look better if a team from the west wins you know i don't know yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, if if Seattle wins, they'll they'll win their second MLS Cup. Uh, it'll be in back-to-back years, and they'll be tied with uh, with Sporting KC for um, 
total number of MLS cups. So we'll 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 see. Okay. Um, now I'm pissed. Now I'm pissed <laughs> off. You ru- you ruined it. I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there. Toronto has yet to win one, so this will be their first. So I, don't I know, want maybe... Toronto to win. I'm switching. Yeah, I'm switching over. Say, maybe that's enough for me to want Toronto to win because I don't want Seattle <laughs> to be like, well, hey, we've we've won just as many in half the time. So well, when you put it like that, I'm just like, damn it. We only have two stars on our jersey. Oh, now they do too, and they did it in in 700 days. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's why I I, I don't know. It's gonna be hard to root for for Seattle. I man, I wanted the crew so bad. I thought they were going to yeah. do it, too. They looked like they were going to do it, and they had a chance. Ola Kamara was, like, literally six inches away from sending him the MLS Cup. Oh, he had it. He, he just, oh. That was beautiful, and it just didn't work out. I think he just saw it a little too late. Couldn't yep. quite get his leg out, but, hey, man, what are you going to do? So, well, well, MLS uh, Cup, Saturday at 3 p.m. I think it's is – it, does ESPN have it, or does Fox have it? Uh, ESPN has it. Nice. Yep, 3 p.m. Central Time. So, um, one other thing I did forget to mention earlier, we wanted to mention a uh, little little tidbit of Sporting KC news. Kind of kind of cool little fact. Um, they hired a new assistant director of player personnel who helps with contracts and, and roster rules and, and a little bit of player scouting. Um, her her name's Megan Cameron. She's worked uh, with the league for a while, and uh, she's apparently one of the highest uh, ranking. Uh, female executives in, in MLS now, so that's uh, kind of cool. So shout out to Megan. Um, Congrats, Megan. You better better watch out, ladies. She's gonna steal your man. She's <laughs> a soccer girl. Yeah, she. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Either. Uh, <laughs> Peter Ramirez seems pretty excited. He said that she's a, a league roster rules expert, which sounds okay. kind of cool. Because sounds really cool. League. I'd love to just have are... a conversation with her and and see what you know. Yeah. She probably knows way more than I ever could. Explain to me how the league's rosters work, because I still yeah. don't get it. Um, Explain Tam and Gam, because Jimmy's explained it to me like nine times, and I <laughs> still don't understand. <laughs> so, um, no, that's that's kind of cool. So we'll, we're, we have a, a new roster rules expert on our uh, on our technical staff. So maybe um, maybe we'll get some, some interesting moves that we um, didn't know were possible before. Yeah, so, there you go. Um, like buying down three DP contracts and that's signing right. three new ones. I don't know if that's ever been done before, so it'll be crazy Dude, if that like it sounds at, bananas at once. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine it's been done. I mean, Tam and Gam haven't been around that long, so it probably hasn't been done before. I mean, people have right. bought down contracts here and there, but buying down all three at once and bringing in three new ones. Um, well, we'll probably we'll probably sign Zlatan. <laughs> that's essentially what I took from this whole story. That's it. That's what's gonna happen. So, I heard well, you don't sign Zlatan. Zlatan signs you. That's right. So, <laughs> hey, he's out of contract with Man U after the year. PV said we might be looking at someone in the summer. So That's I don't know. True, but he's um, not really playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's what off like a week out of coming back from tearing his ACL, and he's back yeah. like eight months before anyone else humanly possibly could. So yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, we got like last couple minutes here. Yes, sir. Um. What are the other teams you support besides sporting? Well, that's a good question. So I am a tortured Everton fan. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to trying to not be relegated. Trying to not be. We got we got Big Sam, which is, I guess, good. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, I, at least you know his mo is keeping teams from getting relegated. So that's kind of what we need now, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and you follow Dortmund, right? And then, yeah, my, my most recent team that I follow has been uh, Borussia Dortmund. I got into them uh, a couple years ago. 
Um, especially with the, you know, Christian Pulisic, he, he drew me in a big fan. So I've been, been following Dortmund, um, had a terrible champions league run, but, uh, those, those yeah. are the two other big teams, you know, like I keep up with like, you know, La Liga and, and all of, of the other major leagues. Um, but I don't really have a team. So I don't know. What about you? No, I just, I just kind of follow three leagues, uh, in addition to MLS, you know, Man U in the premier league, uh, Manchester United and Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga and Real Madrid in La Liga. And that's just, you know, I know you're like, oh, okay, so you pick like, <laughs> the three the three richest clubs that always win. And really it's just about the people I was around. Like people were watching these clubs and, you know, I was told, you know, if you're not a Man U fan, you're a wanker. And I was like, well, I don't want to be a wanker. <laughs> um, so I'll definitely be a fan. And then uh, with Bayern Munich, I, just a buddy of mine was a fan of them. And I was like, okay, I'd like to get into Bundesliga. And with La Liga, I just became a fan of Cristiano Ronaldo because I watched his documentary, um, yeah. Cristiano. And it was it's a great documentary if, if you ever get a chance to check it out. So Cool. Well, yeah. Hey, <clears throat> and, and for our fans, let us know what other teams you follow. I, I mean, we're... We're curious. I mean, we're just fans of the sport. Um, Absolutely. What about some Serie A? People like that Serie A stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, I, I know uh, a lot of fans. I, I got a couple of friends who are Torino fans. Um, or Liga One. I got a friend who's a PSG fan. Yeah. Um, Juventus. They're, uh, yeah, Juventus. Uh, I got a couple of Juventus fans in, uh, in Liga One. Um, well, let yeah. Us, yeah, let us know. I do have a, um, I went to, to Costa Rica, uh, and Ooh. when I was there, I was trying to find um, a scarf, but I guess scarves aren't really a thing there. But yeah, I, too hot. Yeah, but I, I did find, <laughs> for like 20 bucks, a Saprisa jersey, so I bought that instead. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so I got I got a Deportivo Saprisa jersey. Um, wow. Can't say I'm necessarily a, a fan per se, especially since Sporting KC's played him a couple times and hasn't fared that well but it was a cool uh cool little souvenir so you know that's very cool man yeah and and again uh liga emeki if anyone's got any any teams that they follow uh eric i know you probably uh uh follow some teams so so let us know and i don't want to just follow the big ones i think there's a monterey and i think i I had a buddy who followed tigris and uh tigris you know get yeah Maybe maybe they're the two best teams. I think maybe they're going into a final now. I'm not really sure. Uh, so yeah, let us know. Their league structure is a little different than a lot of other leagues I know. But, yeah, tell us who we should follow and why. Don't just come at me and be like, oh, be a Club America fan. Be like, okay, why? Tell me why I should be a Club America fan. Yeah, because you'll be a wanker so, if you're not. Um, yeah, that's right. I don't want to be that. Um, hey, it's better than being a City fan or a Liverpool fan. So That's true. You know, I don't know if we could be friends if you're a Liverpool fan. Um, that that's is not true. true. I, I have a Liverpool friend. I just don't like him that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, um, any final thoughts to send our uh, lovely listeners off to? Uh, another good episode in the books. Um, things are heating up, as you could tell, with the off season and some of the rumors going on. and It's just going to get more exciting from here. Uh, as soon as MLS Cup wraps up, we're, we're going right into the waiver draft and the reentry draft and and the expansion draft, it's it's about to get nuts, people. So stick with us. And um, if you could, you know, go go review us. Write, write us a little review on, on the iTunes, ratings and reviews, Google Play, ratings and reviews, and 
and let us know what you'd like to hear more about or what you'd like us to shut up about and uh you know criticism we love it absolutely um well said so on that note i am jimmy he's dan we will talk to you guys next week after mls cup has crowned the new champion see ya bye bye Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.